0: We have an emergency. What is your location? Rescue radio. Because there's a war for your soul.
1: Yes, Father God, we thank you for the revelation of your love and truth for this brand new year. We thank you for courage. We thank you for wisdom. We thank you for faith. And we thank you for you going with us through this year that's upcoming, Father. We thank you for the promises that you have kept and the promises you are keeping and those yet to come. We thank you for the promises, actually, that guide and direct our faith. I thank you, Jesus, that you completed step one of the mission— Mission Impossible to Rescue the Earth by coming at Bethlehem, by dying on the cross, by resurrecting from that grave of death. I thank you now for step two, part two of the mission, which is your second coming, the return of Jesus Christ. And even, Lord, as we enter the beginning of this new year, we enter into a new place of preparing for your return and knowing that it is closer than it's ever been before. So I thank you now for protecting us this year, giving us grace and favor that no weapon formed against us will prosper, that the words and the the actions, the deeds, the the intentions of the enemy over us and our families and over all that pertains to us and them and those who uh, are in our world, Father God, in our lives, the remnant, Father God, that you pour out your blessing, your protection, your assistance, your your comfort father god and we ask you father for wisdom now i pray too that you give us eyes to see and ears to hear and heart to receive what's being said here that it will hit the mark it will make a difference it will give and bring that revelation of healing and hope and truth to each one who's listening father in jesus name amen
0: amen, amen. well here we are 2023
1: well, actually, you're right. That's it is right, it's right, right there. Right it's right here. here. So what are we gonna talk about today of all things we could talk about on the very first day of the year? Faith. 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 Wow, what a subject. <clears throat> Hot topic. Actually very Hot controversial. Topic. Very
0: controversial. Absolutely. Big stumbling
1: block, you know. Do I have enough faith? I need more, more faith. Well let's define I don't faith. Have enough faith. Let's
0: let's define faith the way God defines faith. Okay. He says in Hebrews chapter eleven, verse one, now faith It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is is simply, it is trust, it is reliance uh, upon God, upon his word. Uh, And then I want to read it also in the Amplified Bible, Mm -hmm. the classic Amplified Bible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hebrews 11.1, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses.
1: So God says that faith, actually through these definitions, <clears throat> has substance. That means it has weight. It is an actuality. It's reality. It's Even though it cannot be seen by the naked eye, um, and he actually gives a, a parable or analogy, analogy of the atom, which is real, which is reality, which actually builds on, makes up everything, the atoms and molecules. Everything that we see is made by something we cannot see. He's using that same picture to tell us what faith is. So faith is an atom. It's a molecule and it's, it's actual reality and it's invisible, but it's also evidence. And evidence is proof. So, if there's a proof, that means there has to have been something there to prove. So if faith is 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 believing the reality and the proof.
0: yeah, it's it's substance. And then there's the proof that there is the substance, right. It's mm-hmm. substance and evidence, according to. the So, it's the evidence of things that have not
1: on. yet appeared in reality. So, and it's calling us to believe God in for the promises. Faith is the proof. And we're waiting to receive the actual um, manifestation of those of those things we believe for to come to pass. But faith begins, honey, with a promise. It's always built on a promise. Abraham believed God and it was accounted for righteousness. So faith does it, be, it begins with someone grabbing hold of something God said in his word, a promise, And believing it or holding on to it and applying that promise to a situation.
0: It's a revelation uh, that, you know, that this is something that God is saying, Mm -hmm. that God has said, and there is a a persuasion and a conviction that this is right, this is true, this is what I'm going to live my life by. And believe.
1: Yeah. And you know, the thing is, we are so used to living our lives in control, taking control, Taking responsibility, um, doing things, working, earning—you know—we do that all the time. We, we we work to earn wages so we can go have tangible things we can buy, take care of. So we are under a different whole mental perception that we have to work. But faith is contrary to that, and it's so therefore it feels. Weird. It feels difficult because I have to believe in something I cannot see, and we live our whole life mostly by I, I'll believe it when I see it. I, I I see what I I if I see it, I can believe it. the The, the Lord says, "Do it the opposite." He says, "Faith um, really takes the control out of our hands and puts it in God's hands." And this is scary because when you have faith, you have to have to actually believe that God is you're saying God is in control faith says my face is God is in control I'm not in control he's the one in control of this situation works puts me in control or puts us in control puts things in our own hands and so that's the so that's why they're kind of contradictory in a way because faith means I have to let go of my abilities to make someone get well or make the money come in or you know fix the you know whatever it is fix the situation
0: doesn't mean we don't do anything, right? You know, it's it's uh it means that we're we're trusting the Lord, and and the, the actions that we perform in our lives mm-hmm. are, come, are out come out of come out of our trust in the Lord That's right. and His Word, and and it's interesting where. So can Hebrews, I just say one thing on yeah.
1: that before you go forward? Faith then is the uh, obedience the demonstration of our obedience is the demonstration of our faith. So when God says to do something like stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, you know, our obedience is the demonstration of our faith in God. And you just said that it's because of the goodness of God. So there's Ephesians says that faith works by love. So I have to know that God loves me, that he is good and that he is reliable, and he's going to keep his promises to me. So faith is based on our relationship with God.
0: Yeah, and, and James says that faith without works is dead. In other words, the proof that we do have faith is what we do. It's our our conduct. Our response to uh, mm-hmm. it. proves that we have faith. Now, you can have also <laughs> conduct and, and actions without faith. Mm-hmm. You unbelief know, yeah you know, do you it can, yourself you can just i'm I'm just gonna do it mm-hmm. pull myself it's up, up to me my bootstraps it's up to me mm-hmm. um taking control like you said um but it's like um hebrews 11 6 says but without faith it is impossible to please god
1: so faith pleases god
0: and that faith he that comes him. to god must believe that he is that god is and mm-hmm. that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So well, God is pleased with, with with faith. That's
1: very interesting how you you read that. What verse was that?
0: Hebrews
1: 11:6. Okay. So but, but without faith it's impossible to please God. So so actually your faith in God to answer the prayers to help you out is pleasing to him. Um and he who comes to God must believe that he is so before you can have Faith in God—you have to believe that God is, and that's that's step number one, and that pulls us out of the devil's kingdom where everything is up to me, and everything is what it looks like, and it is what it is. So this faith steps us up into a spiritual place, out of the natural world, and that's why um, Abraham believed God. He stepped up out of his natural world, his natural place of doing things himself, into the place of promise where God says, come on, get up, let's go. I'll, I'll give you a land and I'll give you a generation. I'll give you sons, follow me. So it's about the same thing. Jesus said, get up. I know you don't, it, you don't have to look at what it looks like right now. Just follow me and follow me, follow me, follow me. And I will perfect that which concerns you. I will lead you to this, this place I promise. So, you know, it's really pulling us up out of the devil's kingdom because in the devil's kingdom, it's all about looks, it's all about works, it's all about striving, it's all about earning, it's all about, you know, failure, actually.
0: It's actually, it begins with a revelation that you've you've heard from God, (coughs) God has spoken to you because people can just, you can just get up and do something that seems really stupid Mm -hmm. that probably is really stupid, but if you've heard from God, Mm -hmm. even though you don't see how this whole scenario is going to be fulfilled that he that he lays out before you mm-hmm. y- you go anyway you n- you know you've heard from god mm-hmm. that that's it you know, th- some people think well i i don't know if I can hear from god am i hearing from god yeah no, i know what? it's a big
1: are... big stumbling block for a lot of people
0: well he says if you're one of his sheep you you know no, his voice no you already know it you know his voice it comes through the holy spirit to your spirit mm-hmm. and it's always going to be knowing in, in um, conformity to the written word of God. Mm-hmm. So the written word of God in Romans 12, uh, 10, I think it's 10, 16, 17, mm-hmm. he says, faith comes by hearing and hearing, and by, hearing by the word, the word of, of God. God. So faith, faith comes, It it, it comes mm-hmm. to us When the word is heard, when there is a word from God, there's faith. Mm -hmm. There was a word from God to Abraham, like Mm -hmm. you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Get up, go out here. I'm going to give you this land.
1: So if you want more faith, then read the word of God more. Um, Meditate on it. Absorb it. uh, Saturate yourself. Hide yourself in the word of God. Because, you know, like there's a lot of times, every time, all the time, 100% maybe, that when you're believing God... Satan's going to challenge you. He's going to test the faith because that link, that that faith link is the link between our confidence in the goodness of God, the love of God, and and, and whole hopelessness and despair. So Satan is going to attack the link of love, which is faith, which is you and I believing. And he's going to tempt and test us to get us to believe, number one, that God is not good. God is not faithful. God's not going to do it. It's never going to work. All of those doubtful things, double-minded, doubtful things that Satan pops up into your mind, your your will, your emotions, your soul, actually, to to debate the truth of what you already know in your spirit. So the spirit and the soul are bat- battling out who's going to win. Is the devil with his thoughts and reasoning and, and appearances and past experiences and everybody, the naysayers, is that going to prevail against what the Word of God says? This is what you look and read in the Old Testament. Abraham, Moses, Joseph, Jacob, everybody, they had a hard life. They had a hard life. Mm -hmm. Come on. They're real people. They had hard lives and they had big things that God needed for them to do. And they were continually resisted by temptations and doubt and fear and enemies and, you know, so they had to just keep walking through, walking through, walking through. And it wasn't always easy. And it wasn't always pretty. And it got pretty messy, actually. But yeah. they ended up be- pleasing God because they actually believed his promises.
0: Yeah, and they weren't uh, faked out by the circumstances because it's like, okay, I'm trusting God. Now I'm getting into uh, all hell is breaking <clears throat> loose. When well,
1: sometimes heard- they were faked out. And they, they did things in their own... I remember the time when Abraham... Abraham he went to Sarah. Egypt and he was afraid that the Pharaoh would take his beautiful wife. And so he lied and said, she's my sister, <laughs> so he wouldn't get killed. And so then, of course, so he was afraid. And, and then God had to rescue him in a supernatural way. But so we can uh, fall and fail. And Abraham, again, he blew it one time when he decided to you know use Hagar as the substitute for Sarah mm-hmm. and get Ishmael. Um, and that yet... And even in when we we fall and fail, and every one of these great men and women, in the Bible, pretty much stories tell us of their failures. They and yet they believed God. It was accounted to them for righteousness, and they're in the hall of faith.
0: They had right. They had. They believed God. They had moments of uh, times where they just really came short. Where they where they well, they were it.
1: beat up. They were attacked. They didn't come short. I think they were just beat up, and they didn't know which way to go. Mm-hmm. So God helped them out.
0: Yeah. That's what it is. And the purpose of God came through them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? In spite, see, the, in the, spite the purpose, of the devil's resistance. Yeah, times of, uh, we could say, failure or uh, you know, coming short, however you want to describe it, the purpose of God for them.
1: Kept, in his plan.
0: In his plan, mm-hmm. kept going, mm-hmm. even though there were they times that they faltered.
1: And even though they didn't understand it. So Abraham gets up out of Ur of the Chaldees, totally pagan nation, And he's following God. He has no idea that God has picked him out of the billions or millions or however many people on earth at the time, picks him out to be the man to start his family. He has no idea what a mark is on his back, a target, because now Satan is going to try to stop this man because Satan knows there's something up when God picks a special person out to do something. And Abram had no idea. He was carrying the promise of Bethlehem. He had no idea. He had no idea. And that's why, you know, he didn't think he was all that big, important, smart, special. He just, you know, was, may I say this in a respectful way, dumb enough <laughs> to set aside his own thinking and follow one who is smarter than him.
0: And you, you just think <clears throat> of all that was depending upon his obedience. You know, there are other people depending on your obedience to the Lord. Faith. For not only in this present time, but mm-hmm. probably throughout your, your generations. Testimony. Your testimony. Your testimony, right, right it is of of obedience to the Lord. Your faith in it, God. It's not just affecting you, mm-hmm. it's affecting everybody around you.
1: Okay, that's true. So what is faith? Faith is actually confidence in the goodness of God. Faith works by love. So you've gotta know that you're loved by God, that God loves us, and that he is good, all the time and he's not going to leave us hanging in the lurch. Um, even though sometimes things look terrible, they don't look like they're turning out very well. People are dying, people we prayed for. Um, but we have to know that God is faithful. So faith is confidence in the faithfulness of God to complete the work he's begun in us in spite of the devil's constant attacks, attempts to try to foil it. Does that make sense? So God wants to do something. He's asking us to help him. Satan comes in the middle, gets in the middle of it, and tries to break us, make us full of fear and unbelief, to bail out on God. So then the thing doesn't happen. So Satan is attacking the weakest link. He knows he can't attack God, but he, he's trying to get us to fall and, and believe God's not good. He's, his faith doesn't work. There's something wrong with me. I'm not. I'm unworthy of God answering my prayers and so all this stuff goes back to Satan trying to interfere with the purposes and the promises of God
0: and one of the great uh, issues that's been in the church for a long time is the question how much faith do you need? How do you you know increase the disciples came to Jesus one day in uh, in the book of Luke and they said he said, Lord, they said increase our faith um, Luke 175 increase our faith so so we're sometimes what we do is we we have a a faithometer we have to apply a faithometer to us and saying Mm -hmm. do i have enough faith for this you know uh faith Faith
1: is a grain of mustard seed that's all the faith i need because he said
0: that's something small you don't need a lot he that's what jesus said he didn't really say okay i'm going to increase your faith he says, all you have
1: is j- You know what he actually said at that point where they said increase our faith? He says, he tells them the story of the guy who's working all day out in the field. Right. He comes in and then- the, 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 He's he, a servant. He, he's a servant and the master says, get me a bowl of soup. The kid goes and gets the bowl of soup and Jesus, that's how you increase your faith. You By just keep going. A, just keep going. Being keep faithful. Being a just do what you're doing. And, and believe God to increase it. And, you know, so that's is something that we can do is keep going in our choice to believe God, no matter what it looks like. Because see, a lot of times we think, well, you know, God is big. God is all powerful, more powerful than the devil. And so if something doesn't work out, then it means that God doesn't love me or he's mad at me or or I didn't deserve it. or And so the enemy is trying to twist the outcome to reflect back on our confidence in the faithfulness of God well, and break that relationship
0: so well, yeah what happens sometimes is we're taught to uh, have faith in our faith that's another you know, thing yeah Jesus said or you don't have, have faith. faith in God <laughs> you know so yeah. I don't I really I really don't have faith in my faith I mean in my trust no there's 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 another thing in the scripture that we say the faith, the faith refers to the the gospel. Well that's the another aspect. Of of that's another aspect of the gospel. And it's an it's act. The faith, the sound doctrine. Christ has come, Christ has died, Christ has risen, he's he's called us to go into all the world and preach mm-hmm. the gospel. That that to live a holy life. That is the faith. Well that's We're not what talking f- about okay. that. But like to get
1: now. into the faith You have to have faith. You have to believe that God is and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, that he keeps his promises, that he's good, that there is a heaven, there is a salvation, there is a way, and that we have to accept his way, which is you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and rose from the dead and confess that with your mouth, believe it in your heart, and you will be saved. That's the faith, getting into that place. Now that you're in the faith... Now we walk by faith, not by sight, not by feelings. The just shall live by faith. That's been that's sprinkled all through the Old and New Testament, and so it's you have to kind of switch gears and get out of the the idea of you having to earn something, it's already been earned by the Lord God's word promises and through this, the death and salvation that comes through Jesus Christ. So here's another problem. We go with the outcome. We say, well, I believed God and it didn't work out. I believed God, I prayed for them and they died. I believed God and so therefore, now just because the outcome doesn't match the expectation of what we had, we take that as a no. We take that as my faith wasn't good enough we don't understand that there may be a higher plan and purpose to which and why God has done it differently and so we're we're judging our faith on the outcomes but if you go back to Hebrews chapter 11 it's a shocking book really shocking if you want to read something very shocking um so he goes on you know you know the, it's impossible to please God without faith and he goes on to talk about all the Wonderful, brilliant people who followed God and, you know, hit the mark and they did it right and they had their dead received back and they, they you know, they stopped the mouth of lions and blah, blah, blah. And then he goes on in chapter 11, verse 13, um, we'll start with uh, 33. Uh, we have Samson, Jephthah, Samson was quite a mess actually, but he's in the hall of faith here, guys. And David and Samuel and all the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, Okay, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, that would be our Daniel, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, and turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again, and others, oh wait, wait and others, were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Still others had trials of mockings and scourgings, yes, and of chains and imprisonments, they were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were tempted, were slain with the sword, they wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. Mm. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and in caves of the earth, and all of these having obtained a good testimony through faith, did not receive the promise. So they were getting a good testimony. God was very pleased with how they were behaving in their fiery trials, being thrown to the lions. He was very pleased, and their testimony through faith. So through faith, they were standing there in that gladiator circle, getting eaten by the lions, the early Christians. They were not being delivered. There wasn't a, a remarkable, sudden you know, reprieve or edict from the emperor that get those lions out of there. They were killed. Um, and they but here's the deal they obtained a good testimony through faith and they yet they did not receive the promise or the fulfillment or the actualization of it. God having provided something better for us that they should not be made perfect without apart from us so there's a process here and we're part of them and they're included with us and this is an ongoing thing so faith actually becomes the bedrock foundation of everything good things bad things trials Uh, to bring forth a good test. So the outcome of our faith, the the refining of our faith, the testing of our faith, coming forth as pure gold is our testimony. It's not the outcome, it's the testimony because the outcomes are not yet done. Mm -hmm. Abraham's faith, his promise that he received the, the whole land and all this, he never saw all of his descendants. He never actually owned any of that land except a few probably acres where he bought for the grave for Sarah. And so you could say, well, Abraham believed God for all these things. And look, nothing happened. But you know what? It's not done yet. And so his testimony, it says, Abraham believed God. He did not waver at the promises of God. He believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And you know, the funniest thing is Abraham did waver at the promises of God. And there's a very obvious way he wavered. And actually the, the, the um, coming of Ishmael, you know, taking Hagar, you know, believing, well, maybe God meant for us to have a surrogate mother here, blah, blah, blah. So he wavered, but God doesn't even notice that in the in the in the final uh, accounting of the thing. He said he did not waver at the promises of God, and we see this quite often. And, and you know, Lot was you know we would say well, wow, wow, Lot you know Lot history. He was a he was incested. His daughters, you know, the 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 two nations that came out of his daughters having sex with him were a- aliens. I mean, enemies to Israel, um, to to Abraham's children. It's just like, and yet Lot is called a righteous man. Okay, so. You don't get to make, do the final decision and judge. It says, if my heart condemns me, God is greater than my heart and knows all things. That's First John chapter 3, verse 19, 18, 19, and 20. And, and so the, the testimony is what we're looking for. The testimony of, of not being, uh, uh, you know, yes, we can be afraid. It's not to be afraid of sin. It's afraid to act. It's a sin to act on the fear. So everybody's tempted with fear. Everybody's tempted with doubt. Everybody's tempted with Accusations of you don't, God isn't going to do it. He doesn't love you. But your testimony is saying, no, God does love me. God is good. God does keep his word. I don't care what it looks like. I believe what God says, not what it looks like. Because Satan is a master of smoke and mirrors. He can make everything look really good or really bad, but always for the purpose of making a total lie.
0: Yeah. I think of uh, what we were talking about with some of these. Failures.
1: Outcomes that didn't look so good for yeah, the person. Yeah, I
0: mean, at the time, you know, you just think of, I just think of an illustration of a, of a basketball team. A basketball team playing a game, there might be different players that made mistakes. They missed easy shots. They missed critical free throws. They, um, they got fouled. They made some foolish fouls. But yet they still won the game. And they celebrate, at the end of the game, we're the winners. Despite mm-hmm. some of those mistakes we made, we're still the champions. We're mm-hmm. still the winners.
1: Well, faith is like that. Is faith is not judging ourselves. Faith is the, you know, that you're talking about the outcome. Yes, you're talking about a good right. outcome, even in the midst of mistakes. Right. But faith really is coming into a situation, which you're probably in right now, where you cannot leverage your finances, your, your, your power, your wisdom, your ability to get the answer or the outcome in your own works, through your own works or by yourself. It's the situation where we cannot do this, finish it, get it where we need it by ourselves. It's almost an opportunity where we have to call upon God because it's out of our control. God wants it to be out of our control so it can be in his control. So faith is committing it to God's control and admitting, I can't do this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, but without him, I can do nothing. And so I think all these tough situations we face are just opportunities to re-acknowledge that God is good. God is with us. God is for us. I don't have to be anxious. You know, I, that he's taking this out of, it's out of my control, it's in his, and he's good and he's able, uh, so all things ultimately are in his hands and all things work together for good to those who love God and are called according to his purpose.
0: And, and part of this life of faith is not just, well, I'm, everything's out of control, I just have to depend on God, there's nothing I can do. <clears throat> if, if you live like that in everything, like you said, without him we can do nothing but we can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. So part of faith is just trusting the Lord to say, Lord, I need your help in everything, mm-hmm. everything. I, I can't do this without you. Even sometimes we, we trust in our own ability and our strength and ways to figure it out and do this and mm-hmm. our training and our experience. But like even if we have great training and experience in a lot of things, all the time it's that, Lord, I am dependent upon you for this. I am dependent upon you to, you know, let me sleep at night, to wake up in the Mm -hmm, morning. I'm mm -hmm. dependent upon you. He said, Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. So it's living in, in, not in independence, it's living in dependence on the Lord for everything. And that's where our strength is. And this is
1: one thing we need to understand too, in this living, in this world, you must put Satan back in the equation. For example, when, when Daniel was praying, you know, Daniel, man of God, wisdom, spirit of God on him, doing amazing things. Uh, he was led to fast for 21 days, and he was praying. And, and then, at the end of 21 days, the angel appeared to him and basically said, Daniel, God heard your prayer.
0: Right from the beginning.
1: Yep, from the very first day but the the prince of persia the demon who ruled persia the the principality over persia withstood me and it took me 21 days and i had to have michael the archangel come and help me break through the enemy lines to get this prayer answer answer to prayer to you so here's the answer and then he gives them the big and end game the big prophetic end game what's going to happen here in revelations and and at the end and so then and then the angel said and i got to get going because uh i'm the prince of greece is going to withstand me now because you know there's the, first he had persia now persia and greece were teaming up to get after the angel so when your prayers are hindered Don't think it's because you're bad, unworthy, or God's not listening. Just realize there's a lot of spiritual interference as well. And it might be wise, but Daniel didn't know that until the angel told him that. But it might be wise in the midst of your prayers to take some other if you want to do something and take some action some spiritual action then begin to deal with the spirits that are resisting the answer binding the spirits of fear or unbelief or accusation i think you know you know we we have to have a landing strip for faith too we have to know and believe and receive and and, and anticipate that god is going to come through now this means that the enemy is going to attack you um, through condemnation. I think doubt, double-mindedness, and all those things are real. They're very real in this battle of faith. And as Daniel well demonstrates here, so the outcomes of our faith, um, they appear to be uncertain. And, and, you know, a lot of times, well, they got their dead raised, so they really had faith. You know, oh, she prayed and her son died. Oh, she didn't have enough faith. That's stupid to say you don't have enough mm-hmm. faith. God has plans that are above ours, beyond right. ours. Right. And, and and at the same time, God, even if something terrible happens, terrible like that, like the death of a son, something terrible happens. I mean terrible. I mean these things are absolutely terrible. Sometimes they happen so suddenly we don't even have time to pray because it just all of a sudden they're there. The, the thing happened and you didn't even have a chance. Uh so what do you do then? Then you have to go back to God and cry out to Him and say, "Lord, have mercy upon me, strengthen me in my grief, my sorrow, my loss, my temptation to to lose faith in you. Uh, because God is there to make all things beautiful, everything beautiful in its time. And God is good. So Satan wants to discourage us. God wants to bless us, and faith becomes that um, p- pivotal, pivotal point where, it goes good or it goes bad.
0: Yeah, it's like Job said in Job thirteen fifteen. Though he slay me, even if God kills mm-hmm, me, I'm still mm-hmm. going to trust Him. Because
1: then your testimony is still good.
0: This is this is a this is really a powerful testimony when when mm-hmm. you don't understand why this is happening, what's going on, you know, where things the outcome didn't yeah. seem to be what you were expecting, but then you're still trusting the Lord that. As you said, Marjorie, he they has have. a high purpose. Mm-hmm. He, his ways are past finding out. He has a purpose beyond our understanding right. that we don't see yeah. now.
1: And the and the final outcomes are the rewards and the acclamations and the declarations that are made in heaven. But it says, and again, going back, and they having, and all these having obtained a good testimony through faith, they, they didn't have a good immediate outcome, you know, being eaten by the lions. Some were delivered, some were eaten. Who knows what plans and purposes God had a plan for David to be delivered from uh, uh, Daniel? Sorry, to be delivered from the lions. It was a big testimony to Nebuchadnezzar too, um, because Nebuchadnezzar, the the heathen pagan guy king, he prayed. He stayed awake all night worrying about his friend Daniel, who he was kind of forced to throw in the lion's den because of you know again like Herod was forced to kill John the Baptist because of uh, I don't know what. the expectations of the others upon him but the good testimony these people received a good testimony that means it doesn't matter you don't have to beat yourself up because somebody said you didn't have enough faith and that's why you didn't get healed there are many many elements in the issues of faith and healing that are spiritually unseen and we have to ask the lord what is the what's the lie what's the hindrance if there is something you know if it's If it's God's will, whatever, we want God's will. And most of the time, I would prefer to have God's perfect will in a situation, not God's permissive will, because he has to permit things when he doesn't necessarily agree with them, but we have chosen to agree with the lie or go the wrong way. So God has to permit us to make that choice because he gave us a free will. So if our will begins to align with God's will, then we can begin to be two against one. You know, us and God against the devil. So again, becoming—that's th- what the testimony. Is. The testimony is what we're after here. Their faith was refined; it was as f- brought forth as pure gold. What is what is going on here is Satan is after your testimony. He's after you know. He wants you to cave. He wants you to not believe God. He wants you to get mad at God. He wants you to go away from God. He wants you to to you know give up. And he has many many ways of convincing us of that. And a lot of them are. You know, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. It's not about you're good enough. You don't you're not you can't earn what's already been given to you as a gift. Gift of of your salvation, the gift of life, the gift of of your being created as a son or daughter of God. These are the are gifts that you did not do something to have something. God gave it to you as a free gift. And now, so the testimony is, am I going to stand in having done all to stand? No matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like. And then he goes on from Hebrews chapter 11 to Hebrews chapter 12. And we get into a whole bunch of stuff about the chastening of the Lord, which is another big constant issue in our lives. You know, what is God doing here? What's the devil doing here? Why did this bad thing happen? And so God wants us to understand in the chastening, in the testing, in the trying of our faith, that we continually win and have a good testimony by going back to God and saying, God, this is your problem. This is your plan. I am your servant. And that's what Jesus was saying when he said increase our faith. Jesus was saying, you're the servant. It's not your problem. You go keep giving your master the bowl of soup and he will increase your faith because it's his problem. My life is God's problem, really. Once I'm dead, I've given my life to God. I died with Christ on the cross it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me in the life. I now live in the flesh. I live by the of, faith of the, of the Son of God. Now, notice I said the word of. In the Old King James, it says of the faith of the Son of God. That would be Jesus. So, I'm living by the faith of Jesus. And the new translations say the faith in Jesus. Now, there's a, a real prepositional problem. Of means it's God's faith. It's faith of Jesus. And it's, it's his faith that pulls me through. I have a grain of mustard seed faith. He has all the rest of the faith we need. He's got the bushel basket full of mustard seeds. And he's the one who, who's going to take care of it. But I have got to give it to him so that I don't become anxious, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request be made known to God, which we do. And the peace of God, which passes, understanding surpasses, goes over, will take a hold of your mind and heart and keep us in that place of peace,
0: and that's as we look at this new year, um, you know there's all th- all kinds of things coming around that could bring fear to us. Mm-hmm. and uh, even look, anticipation uh, of those things, yeah, it's like, oh my what's going to happen now? what you know what what's what's coming down the road that's that's fearful, horrible. <laughs> what can I do about economically, it economically, spiritually, mm-hmm. morally, mm-hmm. all this stuff? But, you know, God, here's, says, here's we are. We, God says we are. God
1: says my grace is, is sufficient, sufficient for, you. for you. So this year, 2023, we commit it to the Lord right now. We dedicate it to God. Whatever's coming down the road, up the road, coming out of the sky, Jesus coming back, we don't know. Yay. We don't have to know. What we know is that today God will give me the grace that I need. He says sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So that means sufficient unto the day. I'm giving you the grace you need for today, your daily bread. I'm not giving you all the grace you need for all of 2023. I'm giving you today's today I'm giving you what you can handle, what I'm giving you grace to handle. I will never give you or tease you or tempt you or test you above that I'm able to keep you. But with every temptation, I will make a way of escape for you to be able to bear it. That's First Corinthians 10, 13. So God is not here to wreck us. He's not here to tr- to test us because God doesn't need to test us. He already knows everything, everything, everything on the way, what we're going to do, what he's going to do, how it's going to go, how it's going to end. He knows it all. Already, so he doesn't need to test you to see what you're going to do because he already knows what you're going to do. But the devil doesn't—he doesn't necessarily know what you're going to do, and you don't need to know ahead of time what you're going to do. All you need to know is I'm following Jesus. He will give me the grace for this moment. Sometimes it's just moment—momentary grace. Grace, but you, you know, your mouth is open and you're about to say something that's not okay. Um, that would be destructive. That would be discouraging to someone else or whatever. And at that moment, God just quiets you down and you don't say it or you don't have to. Not always. Sometimes God says to speak too. I mean, so it's not always one or the, we always look for, is it this or is it that? And and the question is, what time is is it It? is it time to say this or is it time to be quiet there's a time to be quiet and a time to speak and so for this year father god we thank you right now for every moment every day everyone who's walking on this journey following you on the way to heaven you are the way so we're walking on the right path when we're walking on you you're the path you're the way and Lord, you've got it covered. So Lord, I pray that we will not become fearful or dread. We will not give up. We will not lose hope. We will not become mad at ourselves. We'll not consider or criticize others because they don't have enough faith. Uh, Lord God, we do want to see and we call forth more, more of the powerful gifts, the faith gifts, the gift of faith, the gift of miracles, the gift of healings. Lord, those three, faith, miracles, and healings, we call them forth. We covet them. Lord, you said you could covet the gifts of the spirit. So we call them forth this year. And and I pray that you would just load people up with faith and with healings and miracles and that they'd be able not only to pray for themselves, but pray for others and see miracles and see people healed. And this will be uh, wonderful. I mean, that could make 2023 the best year of your whole life to start to see you walking in the spirit and the power of God. So Lord. Let it be, we declare and, and speak over 2023 that it's a year of miracles from heaven and that we will discern the, the crazy lying signs and wonders from the devil and discern them as junk and cast them out and walk in the power of your faith, your goodness, your faithfulness. Amen.
0: Yeah. What about the book, A Case for Justice? Can you tell us about Yeah, The death? Case
1: for Justice would be a good one to talk to, uh, in, in underst- underst- explaining life, situations, why bad things happen to good people, um how satan gets to do all these things that he doesn't have a right to do uh and where is justice how come these bad things never get resolved so it's a good time to read a case for justice to understand uh where is justice i would highly recommend that god bless you have a wonderful day week 2023
0: you can go to liferecovery.com
1: Oh, yeah. And hey, by the way. For all the information. For all the rest. Here's another new thing we're doing. We're doing Romans Bible study. Setting captives free on every Thursday night from 630 to 730. If you check the link, um, if you do, even, even if you don't have Skype, there's a link that goes out through. I think it's on our liferecovery.com website. Capture the link. Copy it. Use it paste it in and you can come and join us and don't worry about your faces being seen we'll see your faces but they're not going to be broadcasted to the world Um, but the recordings the actual audio recordings will be available so join us god is good i have an emergency what is your location